Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, my name is Allison here in Austin, Texas with you. This show is brought to you by MSW Nutrition and your co-hosts, as always, are Baldo at Tex-Mex Yogi and Nurse Doza. Before we can introduce today's guest... This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. Today's guest is Emily Rose. She's the founder of Emily Rose Coaching. And using this platform, she established Visionary Entrepreneurs United, which is a growing community of entrepreneurs who see themselves as creating the future world that we live in. Emily founded Visionary Entrepreneurs United (laughs) to be a forum where members are encouraged to engage in relevant conversations with the aim of finding solutions to various issues of the day. As she puts it, the group's purpose is to train entrepreneurs to lessen polarization and duality consciousness in the world and to bring community leaders together to build that new world together. This is a really cool episode. Uh, Definitely check it out. You get to listen in as Emily discusses why emotional intelligence is the lifeblood of any business, um, what the attributes of the visionary are, and what her game plan is for helping to create a world without violence. Super fun discussion with her and the boys. You guys are going to love it. Here is Emily Rose on the How Do You Health podcast. All right, guys, and welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. It is Friday morning, our favorite time of the day, um, of the week, actually. But um, I don't know. We, we we got a fun episode today. We have Emily Rose here. Uh, I think we met, what, about two, three months ago? No, two months ago. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Not too long ago. Um Emily Rose is the, I guess, CEO of Emily Rose Coaching, and uh, she's your business coach. You graduated with a psychology major from Harvard. That's really exciting. To, to I got to walk the campus once, and it's like magical, right? Like it's Gorgeous. like you just feel like this weird. I mean, not good weird. Weird means good to me. <laughs> so does bad. Bad means good to me. Uh, But uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of business stuff because you're a business coach and you've helped entrepreneurs from all over the world. Um, And I'm excited to dig into that because that's a big part of health, right? Like, especially like in our entrepreneur community, it's always like, man, like, ah, I feel great. Or even like people that come here that are very healthy, like, um, you know, physically and are not getting sick, they're still like not very healthy business-wise because they're stressed out from that or all that. So we're going to talk about all that. we got Allison here, and uh, we've got Nurse Doza, and I'm Tex-Mex Yogi, so let's get the party started. <laughs> Hell yeah. How are you feeling today, Emily? 
Yeah, so I, I feel high. <laughs> <laughs> Got my IV going. I'm fully yeah. flying right now. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> that's, see, that's why the whole point of having the IV. He uh, he got a smaller bag and he put the NAD that you can have, not this one, you know, but the NAD. And uh, the NAD that you can feel was in the smaller bag with Keith and, and he was sitting there talking to us on the podcast. It was like our third episode with him or something like that. And we get done with the podcast. He did great. And he looks at me and he's like, God, dude, I felt like my eyes were about to pop out <laughs> Like, what the hell was in that IV? And I was like, what are you talking about? Are you okay? He goes, dude, like, I thought I was going to pass out the whole time I was talking to you. <laughs> that was a long, okay, well, to be clear, like, the Keith podca- podcasts are always so long, too. They so are was, very long. Like, at least two hours. Oh, and yeah. he was just, just sitting there. We just talked about all kinds of stuff. And, and, and it's Keith, like, trying to save face. Just yeah, like, yeah I, we never noticed it. Yeah. We the, never noticed that he was, like, suffering back there. Yeah. <laughs> for the listeners, this is Keith Norris. From it's Paleo FX. Paleo FX. I, Big I dude. It's honestly the third time he's on. Like, or second or third time he's on. And uh, and I remember we had a great conversation. We talked about all kinds of things. And he was about to pass out. And I didn't know any difference. So when I tell, you know, the guests, like, if you want Nat in there, let me know which one you want. Because you have to sit here the entire time, right? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll give you a break on this one here. But, uh, but I talked to a guy yesterday. And uh, he's coming in today. And I asked about the Nat thing. And he's like, which one? Uh, well, I said, which one do you want? And he's like, well, I want the one I feel. Like, why would I not want to feel it? And he was telling a buddy about him, like, you should get the one you feel like you can crank it up to, like, really, like, make it go fast. I mean, guys are so much different than females, right? Because it's all usually the females that, like, I don't want to feel the nat at all. Yeah. Like, they kind of... Oh, interesting. But, yeah. they, but females also don't feel it. They're not as wussy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. And guys, needles. Always needles. The needles are what yeah. bother the dude. Yeah. 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 It's always, I don't care if they have tattoos. Well, like, like his wife all the time, he's like, whatever, like, you didn't have kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't give birth. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So there's so. the nad that you got in here for the listeners and for you is the one you don't feel. Yeah, I think it's the first time I've opted for that one. Actually. Yeah, like, but you probably <laughs> felt all the other stuff. That, I'm definitely feeling yeah. some. <laughs> all the other B vitamin <laughs> stuff. So, uh, but we'll, anyway. see what, we'll see what comes out. So we met Emily. Uh, just a backstory. We, we met Emily maybe a month and a half ago. Too much? Yeah, I so think it's actually like three at this point. Is it now? Yeah, I've I think lost so. track. I've yeah. lost track. Time, time isn't real anymore. It isn't. It's <laughs> the same Groundhog Day. Uh, <laughs> so we sat down, and our friend Clay, uh, Clayton, basically uh, introduced us to go to the meet over there. So he came over here. I think he stayed in the vortex for like. Three oh yeah, hours. I came over here. I thought I was gonna like I come to talk to you guys about being on the podcast. I was like, okay, I'll be like, you know, in and out. Maybe I'll get like the the B twelve shot. That'd be cool. You know, I've never had one before. Yeah. And it was. It was between four and six hours. I just hung yeah. out and like, yeah, was yeah. Cool. Yeah. what? What just happened? Like, yeah, <laughs> it was it so was, cool. It was it was awesome because it was a Saturday. It was very relaxed. Like people were kind of coming. I mean, I was still like doing shots and other stuff. You know, kind of yeah. coming back and forth. But it, it's kind of been cool because you've seen how this operates, and you were looking at our board over there for the, the listeners. Is we have a board of a bunch of businesses. They were making a small business alliance with. Oh, that's what this is. Yeah, so it's called Austin Health Club. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're picking uh, a bunch of our friends, uh, brick and mortars, 
and that we love and we support and we want to emphasize and, and basically funnel people in there, we're, uh, we're going to get them together and say uh, we want to uh, we want to tell people this is how we take care of ourselves. You should go to these same places. And then most likely uh, they can get, like, discounts on all this stuff, right? That's what we're going to ask them. Like, do you want to be a part of this? Yeah. It's just like a travel discount card. Um, but then we're going to make it really cool because we have a bunch of technology guys. Like, Joe Lucky's working on the app. So, like, you know, he's going to do it right, which is pretty cool. So, but, That's so great. But what we want to do on the side note of that is the businesses that are going to be a part of it, we say, okay, we want you to be a part of this. But on side note, we want you to also uh, contribute something to this, right? So – that's kind of what that was before as well. But yeah, you told me about the concept before. I didn't. I haven't seen the businesses that you've been yeah. thinking of, though. This is great. We'll, we'll it's a good see, list. We'll see. This goes into your visionary business, right? The yeah. United, right? And yeah. So I want to hear yeah, about that. So, so th- you see this. You resonate with this. 100%. You understand. Yeah. That's why we're talking about this. Yeah. You're like, I get this. So tell us what that's all about. Yeah, Visionary Entrepreneurs United. It's a, currently a Facebook group that is growing, and uh, but it's a platform for entrepreneurs who see themselves as creating the, the future world that we live in, so the people I call visionary entrepreneurs, um, to come and uh, to come together, <laughs> to unite, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, it's going to be a, a platform where people can learn how to, where entrepreneurs can learn how to be leaders that can actually hold, um, uh, hold conversation uh, where there's potential conflict. So, um, because right now what we're seeing in the world is such a polarization of like everything, right? Everybody, there's a greater discrepancy between sides right now of like all things, uh, whether you agree or disagree is, um, is more extreme than ever right now. And um, and what, what, I, what I think would benefit the world most are leaders who can, um, instead of picking a side or something like that, can hold um, both sides, can hold people from both perspectives and find the thread that, that unites humans, the, um, the underlying, you know, the, the intention, the love of that person versus their opinion or their perspective or their belief set. So, um, so the platform, Visionary Entrepreneurs United, is both going to be a training ground uh, for, to help entrepreneurs become leaders who can do that to create less polarization and duality consciousness in the world, and also a place for um, community leaders to come together and, uh, and, and create together, create a new world together, just like what you're doing with your um, health. What would you, what, what is, what is? Austin Health Club. Austin Health Club? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, you're, you're networking, you're connecting. You're, you're putting yeah. people together in the same room. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and people who um, who want to s- step up, you know, in that task of, um, to, of of being entrepreneurs that are creating a better future, right, for, yeah. for, the, for the world, for all living beings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's an opportunity, right, because, like, uh, I – I completely 100% agree that it, the world is pretty much has people now are just like you said polarized one side or the other but the smaller group that is in the middle I think they're stronger in their beliefs because we see it in our community right it's like no how, we need to do good for ourselves because like we can and there's no reason why it has to be this way or that way it could be all of it I mean last night we had our meeting yesterday here and it was like, how do how do we become more inclusive, but at the same time, like, still hold to our values of what Austin Health Club needs to be mm-hmm. in order to help more people? 
right? And so I'm not a, about to like explain psychology to someone who studied psychology, <laughs> but I mean the human brain likes duality. It's easier that way. Yeah. So I don't. I kind of disagree with your statement that like the majority is in one side of the duality. I think the majority is somewhere in the middle, but they're, everyone's scared to say that they're in the middle. The True. people who are the loudest are the ones that truly do like feel as if they identify solely with one camp or the other, and then those loud people in each side are the ones arguing, and then the, the what I would consider the majority is somewhere in the middle. You might lean one way or the other on any issue. So yeah. This isn't just politics. It's anything. Yeah. Um, but you still believe in some sort of blended thing, and so what you're doing sounds really cool because it's kind of creating a platform to encourage nuance, <laughs> which causes more thinking than just... I choose this side or that side. Which in, which increases emotional intelligence, too, mm-hmm. just within the self. If you can find the nuances of, um, of what you believe and how you feel and how your beliefs make you feel, you know, that, that like, within oneself, that increases emotional intelligence. Um, also, um, what was I going to say? Something about what Baldo was saying. Um, wait, hold on. What was your name on here? Yogi Tex-Mex Yogi? Okay, I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah. His Instagram handle. Tex-Mex Yogi. I don't know. Instagram handle. Oh, okay. He's his name now. He just changed it. Yeah. We were going around. We were doing something, and everybody was introducing us. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if everybody just gave their Instagram handles, like, to introduce themselves? Like, hi, I'm like, there's no going to be after a while. Yeah. That's so good. Well, so, um, yeah, so what, um, the other thing I wanted to point out in what you were saying, Tex-Mex Yogi, <laughs> uh, was um, that it, it is actually part of what I, what I see happening is it's not, it's, um, it would be encouraged to keep your belief set, your values, um, but to also be able to create empathy for somebody that sits counter to your beliefs or your values, right? So it's not actually about uniting and becoming like of one mind or one type, right, or one belief set. It's about how can you hold both your values and hold space for others. So, I mean, you know, since she's been in the news so much lately, RBG just passing, like, her and Scalia are a perfect example on how they work with each other on the Supreme Court. They have completely different viewpoints on things, but they're best friends. So cool. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think, I would like if you, if you can... How would you define emotional intelligence? Because I find that something very relevant to that, right? You know, you see someone like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and then Scalia having such different opinions on such a high court with so much power, but then they, like, go to the opera together all the time because they're buds. How do, how do you – is that something that you guys work on? Like, you work through emotional intelligence with people, yeah, right? Yeah, um, so I, I don't – like, I mean, yes, but more in a uh, – I mean, we're – I'm a coach, yeah. you know, and we, I have a coaching platform. So right, right now it's through coaching that we mm-hmm. do it. Um, I'm interested in some tech that I'm looking at right now that can help uh, some AI tech that, that will help an individual to increase their own emotional intelligence. Um, you asked how do I define emotional yeah. intelligence. Um, I would actually love to look up the definition with you right now. I think, that. yeah, that would be great. Um, cool. And uh, But, you know, I, I think just off the top of my head, um, I think emotional intelligence is, <clears throat> excuse me, having, um, ha- like having the ability to, to, to be like to tune in and feel, um, to feel your yourself like inside. What what are what are you feeling? To mm-hmm. identify your feelings, to be able to identify and maybe name and express feelings 
which actually, to be honest, I'm not very good at. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, but this, so then I am, but I am emotionally intelligent. Like I have a, so yeah, I'm not really sure actually. But I'd love the, to, I'd love to see the definition. There, there's also like the, the emotional intelligence or like understanding an uh, emotion uh, yeah. is like, this is why it's happening and this is why it shouldn't happen. But it's like, but I'm still going to feel it because like, that's just the way You're it's aware. easier. Yeah, You're correct. Aware. You just said it. It's awareness. It's aware. awareness. Yeah. Awareness. Yeah. So, so awareness. I asked um, I asked the 15-year-old yesterday, but what is consciousness to you? You know, he said that exact thing. He's like, being aware, being present, being there, like feeling my emotions, feeling like if I'm tired or not, you know, if I'm hungry, like pain. Mm-hmm. I was that's beautiful. That's the most beautiful. I mean, just being yourself, like understanding yeah. this is me, how I function. Uh, that, right. But, but it's all my own, right? And so, like, you were... You said something earlier about your yin-yang theory, uh, and it, it kind of made me think about this thing I heard the other day. It's synchronicity that you work alongside someone else. It's not that you have to have the same opinion. It's just that you understand that you both have, present with energies in the same type of realm. So I have to coexist with your energy and your presence and your presence. And although I may not agree with it, I understand that you were part of this communal energy force that I have to either buy with it or not. I can always leave and go with someone else's energy, right? But I come over here, I understand that we work together. Just, I, the biggest example I use is the trees. We couldn't survive without mm-hmm. the trees. And it's great. My kids love the movie The Lorax because growing up with Dr. Seuss, he taught us a bunch of lessons, right? It says you need the trees in order to live. That's the message I keep telling my kids. Like, we need oxygen. The trees give us oxygen. We give out carbon dioxide. And it's this cycle, you know? So without with trees, we don't live. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I feel now with the emotional intelligence, you have to fine tune your emotional frequency to have the right station. And if you don't like that station, you can change the station, and it goes to another station. And then that station, like, well, how do I how do I like this station? What's playing at this station? What's the conversation like? What's the songs like? What's the t- what's the what's the vibe? Yeah. Right. That sounds like vibrational intelligence to me. Yeah. And so, but, see, but it's the same thing. Right, because if you look at emotions, you can measure emotions off of what basically anything in life is based off of an emotional response. Right, you well, it's going to give off a certain frequency, and that's and that's yeah. just it. And that's actually how the AI works that I'm checking out right now is based off of the emotion that you're feeling. You're giving off a, a vibration, yep. right? And that's in resonance with that. However, I would I would say that. Um, once it moves to the realm of emotion or vibration, like you're talking about, there is a vibrate. Like you're talking about choosing and changing and mm-hmm. tuning to a different vibration, but but emotional intelligence. And I know Allison has it pulled up there. Yeah. But emotional intelligence, I think, is more about the emotion and being able to name the emotion itself. Yeah. Um, and also being willing to like um, share, you know, um, yep. of that and and receive that from others. That's what my guess. I like that answer like that. too. Yeah. What yeah. do we got? Okay. What do we got? Yeah. So the Google definition is uh, from Oxford. Uh, the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. So it is, Ooh, yeah. yeah, you nailed it. Like, your yeah. ability to name awesome. and understand the emotions, but also handle them between people. Yeah. 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 So do you find that that's a big part of, you know, when you're coaching? I was reading somewhere that on your website that it said that, that you know, like you've helped businesses and entrepreneurs like 3x or 10x their businesses. Is emotional intelligence a big part of that? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, as well as as you know, I just finished. We just finished a summit uh, called WTF 2020, 
New World Business Strategy Summit. And um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm so grateful to have you guys on there. Um, It was it it was awesome, and and I got to spend um, you know a a week with uh, like eight entrepreneurs um, who who do define you know see themselves as creating you know the future of business or the future in in different ways, and. One of the things I dug into on there with many people was around a leadership and the future of leadership. And so, you know, you, you just asked me a question about emotional intelligence and growing business. And I see the future of business being more based in um, being able to be a leader that creates um, a culture that values emotional intelligence and that and because, yes, like <laughs> you any any. Um, any leader, you know, is going to be most successful if they have an increased level of emotional intelligence or a partner who, who is emotionally intelligent. You know, you've got um, – it's kind of like old paradigm of business where um, at least I'm hoping sooner than later the old paradigm of business where it's a lot based in, like, top-down leadership where you see people who are narcissists at the very top and have gotten there because they don't actually feel, um, uh, you know, impacted by others suffering and they, they're willing to make decisions that put profit before people or planet you know and um, and so the future of business yes I do believe that there's um, and I think that you know everybody like on your list over there you know people that we surround ourselves with uh, entrepreneur wise are are leaders of cultures that that grow because they are emotionally intelligent leaders so yeah yeah I love that I mean, we we have all sorts of emotional intelligent conversations all the time, just for our business. But it's just us two. With you know, there's four of us, um, so I can imagine like having to navigate that with like a much larger group of it's employees or, or yeah. People yeah. And that and that speaks to the culture you're creating, you know, with with your people. Um, there's you know there's uh, and and also you know it's emotional intelligence and business strategy, you know, and then it takes like, but it also being willing to learn <laughs> business strategy, right, it, if we're talking about growing a business. Yeah. Um, but there are also newer business strategies that exist that create, uh, that allow for more flow while the business is growing versus um, that, you know, effortful grind, um, just putting in that time and effort and and that's how you grow the business. Like, no, there, there are better strategies than, than that that's also kind of um, the future of business, in my opinion. Which well, to give you, like, an idea, like, there's decisions that we need to make right now, and I'm like, let's just do it, because, like, I just, I, I get frustrated, because I'm just like, I'd rather, like, make, even if it's a wrong decision, because I know I can make it right, that would probably be a longer path uh, than, like, waiting to make the right decision, right? And so there's a lot of that going on, right, because it's like, this is make a decision, then we can start working on it. Because I don't, I, I don't like the waiting game, but that's more of a personal, emotional thing. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like, um, you know, I think with that, it's like any kind of decision making. You want to know what your desired outcome is, and sort of like reverse engineer from there, right? So if you know your desired outcome, then um, what, what are the benchmarks? What are the things that need to happen to get you there? And then that can help with decision making as well. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, instead of, like, moving from the moment. But at the same time, it's also very good to be tuned into, you know, the moment and your body and what's that saying. And Well, um, if you do that, what you're saying, reverse engineer, you take emotions out of the decision. Because what you're saying is the desired thing is not an emotional thing. It's like, I, re- I want this, and there's, like, hard facts with that. Like, this is what I want. I want three locations. I want 
ten times this amount of revenue or whatever. It's different than saying, like, I want to feel amazing when I accomplish that, right? When you make the decision, you're basically saying, okay, I feel good for this next few moments, but how did this affect three, four steps down the road that I'm not going to be able to predict that might happen because of this? The reason why it is a hard decision is because in this time frame right now, this is so incredible, every day changes something, right? Like a second changed the world seven months ago. When you woke up and all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're not going back to how that was. And that's why I can say, well, what's going to happen next month, you know, that we're not sure of. And right. then yeah. we got two months down the road, right? So There are a bunch of unknowns, but I think what you're getting at is um, it, it, that I think there's a missing component maybe here. And that is, um, so you can have, like, I want three locations and 10x this, right, And in this time frame. Um but what might help both of you is if you know why. <laughs> like, not only why do you want that, but um, uh, to, to, like, if you can bring in to the forefront of the conversation um, the, the, the bigger impact, the mission that you are on, which you guys probably know very clearly, yes. mm-hmm. um, and have that be the conversation yep. that, that even precedes the, the, the revenue goals or the growth goals, then what you can do is actually anchor your actions in, in commitment. So what I mean by that is that when, like, if you guys, what is your mission? What is your what is the what is the thing? Create the um, health insurance. I was gonna say yeah, uh, elevator pitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. elevator it's, pitch version. <laughs> create the new health insurance that makes food free. Okay, great, fabulous. Now, um, ha- ha- so in your in your bodies in your beings. Have you done that? Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, am I, am I that Do you feel yeah. what it feels already. like when that has happened? Yeah. yeah. For right. example. Like, be, yeah. That, be yeah. that leader now. Yeah. No, no. Is she's asking if you already have, are you doing it? Did you already do it? Like, are you feeling it right now? Right. Do you see it right is now? It, is it, is it your, oh, God. Okay. Ready for some. Getting woo-woo. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? Is it, is it your vibrational reality right now? Right? Yes. Um, and, and the reason, uh, so I'm going to. I will come back to that. I'm going to give you an example. Um, so I, I went back to school as an adult, and I got into Harvard. But before I got into Harvard, to get into Harvard um, in the program that I went into, you actually had to do um, three classes first and get above a certain GPA before you could even apply. And so I spent a year doing those one year doing those three classes, and I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody in my life except for the, my boyfriend at the time um, that I was – working to get into Harvard. And the reason I did that um, is because I needed to embody that for myself first. I needed to become, um, actually, a Harvard cum laude graduate. I had to become that before any, before I even shared it like with my family or anybody like that because whatever, if I hadn't embodied that myself first and just known that that's who I am and what I'm doing, then whatever they would have said might have impacted my feelings around what I was doing, like, you know, oh, well, here goes Em again, trying to do something, she's probably not going to finish, you know, or whatever the storyline was, right? Um, or, oh, my God, we're so excited. Or, oh, my God, Harvard? What? You know, like, I had to remove all sense of, like, whatever that might represent for myself and just be in kind of almost, not the grind of it, but, you know, be in the, the action of it. And so I actually, in that year, um, became a Harvard cum laude graduate. 
um, before I was ever even accepted in the program. And then, of course, I was accepted in the program. Five years later, I graduated Harvard Cum Laude. And, <laughs> um, and, uh, but I was that way, way, way beforehand, and not just from my mind, not like a, oh, I envision myself to be this thing. It was just, it was just, and so from that space, Anytime, I mean, guys, I spent five years both growing my business and doing that degree, and that took two to three days, full days a week, to do classes and reading and all the things. So two to three days a week, I was just doing school um, when I was also growing my business, but never once did was it a grind, actually. Never once was my action oriented in a should around homework or reading. And also, it wasn't inspired action either. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm going to sit down and do my homework and da-da-da, right? Or it wasn't like there was no resistance. There was nothing because as a Harvard Cum Laude graduate, this is just what you do. Like as a parent, you know, what do you, what do, you do? You take care of your kids, right? As a person who has good dental health, what do you do? You brush your teeth. Like as a person who does a thing, you just you take the action, and this is what I call committed action. So if you're going to make a decision – and you have this like this outcome of changing healthcare and um, changing healthcare and making food free, and if if that's who you are, this is literally like what you have achieved in your life. Then what do you do? All the things someone who does that does. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> and so, what does that look like? What what does it take to do that? Right? Does it take three locations and ten xing your revenue? And does it take whatever the decision you know that you're up at, like? You can navigate from there if you are that now. Yep. Well, cool. I love that approach because it brings back the idea that you're you're already doing it in your mind. If you're already feeling that like it's, it's already done, too, right? like it's, it's already done. done. Yeah, like yeah. we're already we've had this conversation. It's done in the future. It's accomplished. I feel it. We're doing it right now because every day is the mission. Because every day we're, we have been working on it. It's and when I say that. If that doesn't make sense, it's because we get shit done. That's the biggest thing. Like, we don't say we're going to do something and then say, well, we're going to put that off six, eight months. We don't like that. You say you're going to do it, you take action, right? Because we're going to wait around. Yeah. That's what he's – he likes to take the initial action. Well, like, it's funny right, because, like, I was telling him yesterday, just like, well, this week I was kind of feeling a little depressed, just sad, mainly because my role has shifted now that we have Erin helping out and she does so much more. Like, I'm not actually – doing things i'm directing a lot of things and oh. so it just feels like i'm not doing anything and then it's cool because like then when the projects are done they're like oh my god this is awesome like i actually did this but for like that space until i have that that it's done i just feel like what the fuck am i doing yeah <laughs> but you're, you're free up to to create more right yeah there's a lot more being done that's that's true yeah. and it's just but I, I think it's also like shifting the, the it's 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 yeah. huge. It's it, so you're moving from um, a business owner who is oriented in um, in the, in all the little actions. You're moving to like okay, the entrepreneur that's the octopus, the entrepreneur that has their hands in their tentacles, like in every area of the business. What it actually takes to grow to the next phase of business from there is to remove your tentacles. To actually, it's the and it's the opposite energy, which is something we were gonna maybe talk about, right? It's yep. Instead of the action energy, how you actually move to the next level of business um, is to is to step back a bit and let other people, let your team come in, let people start to do the things for you, so that in that kind of like removal of yourself, 
you now do have the capacity to go and find out what's next and work on the project that you are equipped to work on. You, sh- you definitely shouldn't be the one, like, you know, doing all the little daily actions, right, right. if someone else can do it, that. Yeah, it wouldn't take forever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, can't, you can't do the things that Aaron's doing and do your mission, yeah. right? Because you'll stay in, like, a, a certain size, right, if you're the one doing all the things. So it's, it actually is required for you to, like, let go of some stuff so that you can go do the bigger things and have the people step in who yeah. can help. That's, a, that's exactly what I've been trying to tell them. I was like, it's different. Yeah. And that change, right, because that mindset changed in, what, the past week. Yeah, no, correct. Right? And, and I and I understand it, but, it, like, you still have to feel it first oh to, like, gosh, yeah. be, then be able to let it go, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, well, <laughs> I tell people all the time, like, you can see, like, I can show you the truth. But then it's up to you to believe it or not, right? Yeah. And so, like, if I show you, and like, this is the answer. Like, here it is. This is the answer. Do you accept it or not? Because you say, oh, the answer was there all along. Or say, no, I'm not sure yet still, right? Because then you still kind of like, well, what else are you looking for? I just showed you everything. Like, you're looking for something that's not there. So, obviously, it, there's something else, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering also, there's a, um, you know, when you said, you know, you've been kind of depressed here and there, like you're moving from an uh, yang energy, which is outward action orientation, to yin energy, which is inward and slowing and stilling. And, um, and in, the, in the extremes, yang energy in its extreme, in unhealthy yang energy, that's like anxiety. Unhealthy yin energy in its extreme is depression. And so, um, because it's like an ultimate slowing down, right? And, and we, as a culture, um, we have an addiction to doing, to outward action. We also have a huge value set on productivity. Okay, so like, are we value, like if we, you know, by the end of the day haven't been productive, then we kind of can feel bad. You know, as a, as a culture, this is a pretty norm. It's a norm, right? So, um, so it's possible that just psychologically, like, if you can embrace, like, okay, actually moving forward, moving the business forward is um, is a release, and that is productive. Sure. Me doing less is being productive, right? Well, well what's funny <laughs> is that I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing a lot more. But I just thought okay. this just came up, but it's funny because, like, I'm, I'm usually not a procrastinator. I'm just not, like, by nature I'm not. I just like to get shit done. But I have been this past couple of weeks because – because then the days that I do work, it feels like I'm doing a lot, and that feels good. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'm going to wait till yeah. like, Thursday to do all of it, so then it feels like I'm doing a bunch of stuff. Although I could have done it, but but uh, as of this Because week, it's, it gets, you get an adrenaline hit when yeah. you're doing. Yeah. 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 Well, well I mean, I've always just, I, I've been trying to slow down more, too, and, like, these guys can attest I'm a crazy person. So, like... It's just been interesting, like, especially since COVID hit and kind of forced us to not travel. I do stand-up comedy, so, like, I was doing a tour and stuff, and I, that stopped, obviously, and, like, I was not in town most of the time, so I was just traveling a lot on top of working, on top of doing comedy, like, all the stuff, and um, it's just been really interesting, especially this week. I'm calling it, like, forced relaxation. Like, my brother's getting married tomorrow, and so I've, you know, like, had to go to the salon with my mom because she wants me to do that or, like, go get my dress done or whatever, like, all this stuff that I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. I know. (laughs) Like, I look like Sleeping Beauty in my dress. It's really gross. And so, like, um, (laughs) but it's been interesting because, like, Wednesday I had all this shit to do with my mom and it was, like, supposed to be relaxing and fun or whatever. And I, like, fly into the salon on my phone with someone and, like, whatever. And But as soon as I got into the calming mode, it was fine. And then I just 
enjoyed the time with her. Yeah. And then I was able to sit down and like all this work that I had listed out for myself that I thought was going to take me the entire day it took me two hours. So it was also that thing, right, where it's like when you do allow yourself to sit and chill and relax and rejuvenate and do all those things, you can then kind of just be more focused and productive in the time that you're allotting yourself Mm -hmm. to do it. And that's just been like a recurring theme. That's just one example. That's been a recurring theme for me since COVID hit, where it's like, all right, no, I'm going to take this hour in the morning to go for a walk and stretch and do all these things. And I've always taken care of myself, but just the calming aspect of it is new, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just find it very interesting that yeah. time seems to compress and things don't seem to take as long when you do calm down. Well, I mean, why are we in a rush? I mean, the other thing I thought you were going to also say, too, is, like, we have this need for speed. Like, we always need to go somewhere. need to be somewhere. I mean, it's just the American culture, the idea that we always have to – and I, I see it, too, as, like, the checklist. Like, I got all this stuff done by noon. I got all this stuff done by 2 as an accomplishment. But like, I know – it's crazy because you'll come out and be like, dude, I've gotten, like – like almost an announcement. I've gotten ten things done today so yeah. far, and I'm oh, like, yeah. and I'm like, that's I mean, cool because you just see him just like thrilled, well, right? Am I gonna awesome. bring up yeah. the poop thing? <laughs> no, no, because that's a whole nother. But it's it's the same kind it of is. approach. I love right? that. I love I that accomplish. poop enters like almost all these conversations. It does no, every I, single. I don't episode. even know how it fits in here. No, but. here's <laughs> how it fits in. Baldo co- treats this as, com- as an accomplishment because yeah. he'll come in. I'll text her like I pooped three times already at 10 a.m. He'll be like, it's 10 a.m. I pooped three times today, and I'm like, all right, stop with this competition. But then he walked in here and told me the same thing so, so it's like i get it but he's he's very That's proud right? <laughs> you know but, but he, he's he's going he's hey, going. if i did nothing else right at least i already pooped three times but, <laughs> but then it sets the tone for the day because right because then he's just thrilled and he's like i'm gonna get a bunch of uh, more stuff done you know and he yeah. just goes and knocks it Release. out Release. yeah oh God, make space for more. yeah totally. yeah <laughs> It's the motivating factor. It's cool because it, it, you you see how people function, right? What I've learned in business is you have to that allow them the ability to kind of have that space to do that, right? To poop? Not necessarily. Space. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, you ha- oh, I'm not going to stop it. To poop. You know how many times he does go? And if he's going all the time, it, he'll be five, six times a day. I've seen this, and so I'm like, he's gone again. Where's Baldo? It was just me and him. If someone's up there and I'm doing something else, then I'm like, yeah, where is he? They're like, oh, he's probably in the bathroom again. I'm like again? Jeez. So yeah, then biohacking, bro. Yeah, so I'm not like getting on him because what, what am I going to say to him? He comes back in. I'm like, you're pooping way too much, man. You need to be back over there. I need your help. Like that's just not going to happen, you know. I'm just like, all right, are you done? Yeah, I think I'm good for a minute. I'm like, all right, we'll come back over. I need your help, you know. So even having that, you know, I was I like, mean, hey, but I did send out three emails when I was. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's working. It's just so like, you know that you get an email from Baldo. There is a one in three shot that yeah, he was pooping. Yeah, so my thought process is not even that's such a norm now. It's like, okay, well, who did he talk to when he was doing that, right? If you talk to Allison, then they're probably either joking around or they're getting something or done. Or we're with both the business. pooping while yeah, we're texting. Yeah, right. so, texting. But yeah. somebody's getting some work done. That's that thing. Like, that's cool. And I'm, it's 9 o'clock. I'm going to take care of the kids. So things, you know, help the business run smoothly by that point. But you read the newspaper, right? When you, when you poop. What I like to do is, I, I, I don't. What I don't do we all do when we poop, I'm, guys? I'm all, I'm all dad, dude. I read a book. I'm all dad style, dude. I read, I just like a stack of books out oh that I basically am kind of like going between. The mitochondria is the one so I've been reading. But yeah, if we don't have a newspaper I'm, I'm, anymore. I'm, I'm, present, I'm present with my poop. I like, You're present? I, like, I present with my poop. I actually, I set all of it aside and I like honor the, like, it's like when you're eating, how it's nice to just like be with the food coming in. I feel like it's the that's same cool. thing. As a, after, after, after you're done. After, as a parent, that's sometimes your only time to yourself. So, so in the morning, I do cherish it until the kids come in and they're like, Dad, I'm 
I'm like, oh, yeah. I couldn't even get two pages in. Books, the original iPhone. <laughs> yes, yes. Which, I don't know if anyone is listening, I still read books. Like, I still like I still, the pages. I still I like it. Side note, I do also read a lot of books, but I also read a lot on my screen. And I find myself every once in a while, instead of like flipping the page, I'm trying to like swipe up. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course you are. I've done that a couple You're of times. Just so waiting to have funny. everything implanted oh in you to read that. Yeah, I just want to read it from my wrist now. <laughs> well, just on my glasses, right? Like just put, put glasses. on my glasses. That'd be uh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, you just wait, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pro books too. I definitely have a like an like a full bookcase at my parents' house. I'm going like to have read, a library in my I house. I feel like I day. read faster with an actual book. Cause you, you know. That's cool. I audio, I mean, I love books, but I, I audiobook a ton. It's useful, right? Because you can listen to it when you're driving. Yeah. Um, I just take a lot of notes when I read, so I can't do that with an audiobook. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends what, um, what, what type I'm, of learner you are, what, too. Yeah, and what content yeah. you're reading. But. Um, so I want to ask you, like, when you say, like, well, how would you define the type of coaching you do? I know you've kind of said it, but, like, like, if someone says, what do you do? Do you say, like, I'm a business coach, I'm a business strategist? Like, is it, is the word business even in there? Like, what do you yeah, describe so, that as? So, I, I help entrepreneurs with mindset, energetics, and business strategy to grow themselves and expand their businesses. Okay, so you do a lot of, like, the personal work as well as actual business Correct. Structure. I integrate. I, like, work with the whole human. So, it's I work with entrepreneurs on business strategy, but we also work with the mindset and, and energetics that happen um, because like it, it, it so I mean honestly uh, when people come to work with me one-on-one it typically the first three months in one-on-one coaching with you know high achieving high level entrepreneurs is usually around some kind of relationship in their life so whether that's a family relationship or a spousal relationship um, that's usually where we start even before we get into business um, and it's just such a testament to the fact that, like, we, we are whole humans. And this is what I mean also about, like, the future of business. Like, instead of just going in to, to, to work on, you know, just all of the, oh, man, uh, data-driven, like, me, you know, measurements and just, like, looking at the numbers and accountability coaching and, like, all of that. Like, what about, you know, people are, I suppose, maybe drawn to me to start with something that is um, – more true of what's standing in the way of getting to those numbers, right? Which, because we are not compartmentalized beings, you know, uh, I think I've noticed that um, men do, uh, are able to kind of, some men are able to to set things aside and and be a little bit more compartmentalized in nature than women. Because they have Um, that single focus too, right? They they need to focus on one thing at a time. So even if they're having trouble at home, they might come into work and be like, all right, I'll deal with that later. Well, and it can be an alleviation. Mm -hmm. And and, I mean, I I suppose I should say maybe instead of men, like the masculine energy, because I definitely do that as well. Like it's easy, like um, it's a a pleasure to go focus on business and achieve something, right? Mm -hmm. And feel feel filled up by that. But it also can be um, a... It can be a distraction, right, um, or a delay of the inevitable. But, uh, but of course, the, this, this is also if we're looking at what it would be like to be a more integrated, you know, leader and entrepreneur. Um, and what I hope for the future of leadership is that there isn't that um, need to distract, right? That like things can be um, either dealt with in the moment or taken care of, or if there is space needed, that it isn't such, such a compartmentalized um, way of dealing with things and. And, and indeed, I do work with both men and women entrepreneurs who are high achieving, and they come to me and they work with relationship first. And so there's already a shift happening in that, like um, people wanting to um, – just people getting what is really standing in their way. And what is really standing in the way often is 
a disruption in um, in who who they are for themselves, you know, and then who they are for others. And uh, and so this is where the mindset comes in. This is where you know the energetics comes in. And then then we can get to business strategy once some of that's you know kind of recalibrated. Tell me about that uh, that equation that you had a while ago. Uh, yeah, I just um, I just uh, did a thing. I just made it up. <laughs> I, like I, it. I, I, I really like it. Too. I really like it. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of came to me. It was pretty cool. Um, I was I was uh, yeah. During the summit, I think, I think you guys already know. I like fully had like a mini burnout. I like completely was like. Uh, so the internet went out in the middle of the interview with with you guys. Yeah, and that felt <laughs> like um, like a. Uh, I mean, it was really bad timing, but at the same time, like, I needed that break. The Internet went out in our entire area until from 4.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. <laughs> and so I wasn't able to work, you know, and yeah. it, I needed it. Talk about a forced break, you know, but I needed it so bad. And um, why did I bring that up? Oh, yeah, because I was thinking about uh, – because after that, once I got that break um, and and through the weekend I took time too – um, this week has been like every like hyperspeed. I didn't do anything to make it hyperspeed. I actually did way less, and all of a sudden everything sped up. So I was just considering that you know slow down to speed up concept, and that's actually how I came up with what I'm calling the entrepreneur's velocity equation. So uh, the velocity equation I, I looked at um, you know s- speed slash velocity uh, is this speed equals distance traveled divided by time elapsed. So, in other words, the further you travel in a set of amount of time, the faster you're going, right? Mm-hmm. That's speed. Um, <laughs> duh. Um, but the, uh, the the entrepreneur's velocity equation, I think, proves out the slowdown to speed up concept, and that is that velocity equals results achieved divided by time elapsed. So, um, if velocity is the speed at which you're traveling towards your objectives in business. Uh, results achieved divided by time elapsed is the quantity of key results you've achieved in a set amount of time. And how this proves the slow down to speed up uh, concept is that in an entrepreneur's workday, uh, your actions might not be pointed in the direction of like results, key results, or moving toward objectives. There may be like a lot of busyness and a lot of you know things you're ticking off a list. But if it's not pointed in that direction, um, then uh, and it just might be a lot of doing. So, but you might not be producing the results that mm-hmm. are actually getting you towards your your desired objective. So um, this looks like a lot of like frenetic, undirected, you know, energy without a clear purpose. Um, and so in all of that, like entrepreneurs often feel like they're going a million miles per hour, right? right? But they're not. Without getting anything done. Without, yeah, yeah. They're not actually maybe getting anywhere. Right? Mm-hmm. So if so, this million miles per hour thing, they might be exhausted at the end of the day. But if they, like, at the end of the day are like, oh, my God, I have so much more to do. What just happened to the day? Where did it go? What did I actually achieve? Right? Then, um, then that is when to slow down to speed up. Because uh, to, to get more focused on um, the uh, – to create more velocity – you want to actually focus your time on the things that will move the needle towards right. your results, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, then that explains, like, the conversation we were having earlier about, you know, uh, offhanding some of your tasks, yeah. getting mm-hmm. assistance, hiring help, things like that. So, Because there are things that 
do need to be done, you know, admin stuff. But if you're the person spearheading the company, you probably shouldn't be worrying about your emails every day or whatever, you know, like things like that. Yeah, Um, like at first when you're starting, you know, the CEO is the one who like does everything, everything, right? And so even just to move the company forward at an early stage, there's a lot of busyness, but it is moving towards Mm -hmm. objectives likely, right? But at a certain point, that busyness, if those actions are still the same actions or whatnot, then um, then and the, the objective at that point has probably changed, right? The business has gone to a, a point where now the objective is different. Mm-hmm. Um, the objective is something greater, and, and you have the capacity to get to that greater objective. But if the actions are still around the same kind of, like, busy work, um, yeah, then obviously you're not actually moving forward at that point. Uh, yeah. That's why you feel like it's changed on you because yeah. you're saying I'm not doing the same thing I used to do. I'm doing a whole – but you're really doing a whole new set of things. Yeah. Because every single time you've come up and said, hey, look what I accomplished, I'm like, that's amazing. Cool. Now what? And you're like, well, now i got to go do this, and then yeah. that's going to take the next three days. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, – I forgot how I – I'm sure I read about the concept somewhere. But I've, I've turned it around where, like, I'm only looking at my email three times a week. For an hour each each of those three times, um, and um, and then I only my to do list, although is extensive, I haven't I have a uh, on a daily basis I have a to do list with just two things on it, um, just because I figured like if I can at least just get those two, then it doesn't matter if I don't get the rest of them done, because um, like you said, it's whatever is going to move the needle the most, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, and in that, it's like I usually get those two things done, and then everything else is just fun because it's just like, oh, I get to I get to do all these other things if I can. If not, then I'm, I already feel accomplished today. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. So it's cool. <laughs> well, I uh, how you feel now? I kind we kind of sped up the idea. Yeah, I, I saw the signal to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't see my blood anymore down the. No, it, all, <laughs> it went all back in there. So, do you still feel the same? Uh, I feel. Yeah, I just was feeling a, another hit of a little rush. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, remember, I told you that the stuff in there was to like to kind of calm you down, yeah. to, like all that. Yeah. Um, would you I lie could, to me? Well, no. It's just it's more. It's more gotcha. like. <laughs> well, I was just thinking last week, like with all the stuff you went through. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just thinking, like you probably just need to be like really relaxed. Yeah. And you talked about the manifestation stuff. Uh, I'm sure you're busier this week because of all the energy you put forth leading up to that point yeah it's interesting um yeah definitely some stuff following up but i I mean i've taken more time off in the last two weeks than i have in like months yeah yeah but you're figuring out your equation then i guess yeah exactly yeah i i like staying out of people's way like i I like just saying like if the system's in place because you worked that hard to get there you let it like kind of just manifest go down that pathway uh i have to come in and Make sure everything's okay every now exactly. and then, right? Just like, hey, and that's usually how I would like to operate. That's what I told Aaron. I said, I would just like to have the list of things that are, like, updated. Like, where are we at with the status of everything? And yeah. the sauna is, like, the easiest way to look at it, right? So it's One like, of them, yeah. And so we have a communication that goes well with this, the team. I mean, I haven't spoken to Allison, even though she's been here more, but it's because she's busier, right, which is cool. But I, I trust the process. Right, I think which is pretty cool. You can have a mindset and a philosophy and a basic core value that keeps you on track. My job, as you talk about the visionary, is I see myself working alongside other visionaries 
and everyone has their own role. A visionary might not be the person that's organized. That's usually not. Well, yeah, that's the conversation I have with my dad all the time. Yeah. Like my my dad, twenty nine years in corporate IBM, climbed the ladder, all that stuff. So like very traditional career route, and I, we have this conversation all the time when I'm visiting him. Like he CEOs should no. Founders should not also be CEOs. He says that all the time. He's like, in fact, you're probably shooting yourself in the foot if you're doing that. Like, the founder mindset and the CEO mindset, in his opinion, should be totally different. The yeah. founder is the the creative, yeah, yin, like yeah. flow, like yeah. visionary, and yeah. then the CEO is the person who's like, yeah, but what were the numbers last month? Yeah. And um, I just find that very interesting because oftentimes that's not the case where like a founder can even afford a CEO, so they have to be both yeah. up to a well, certain, certain extent. point, and then yeah, up to a certain extent. Bigger. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what happens usually is if they figure it out all along, they don't relinquish that spot because it's not just easy just to hand what you've worked so hard for over. Oh, for sure. Because from the visionary standpoint, you also have to look at longevity of the company. Because if you found a thing, you're saying, all right, where are we shaping this up to be? Mm-hmm. Right. What are we going to be when we grow up? I love our friend Doug always says that. What do you want to be when you grow up? I say, all right, cool. This is what I want to be. And you said, we work backwards. And we've said this before. I said, we've drawn it out. I said, this is where we're at. How long is it going to take us to get there? Yeah. We're looking like 10 years down the road. Okay, well, all these things need to happen, yeah. right? So does it fall along this path again? What happens is that top path, the, the main goal doesn't change. It's the path underneath it that you have to rewrite. That's why you draw it on the dry erase board, right? That's why you say business plans change. But if you go back there and you say, all right, where are we at now with all this? Say, so, well, these things didn't work. Cool, get it out of the way. Yeah. These things, it's taking too much of our time and effort. Like, we don't need to do this stuff. Put it aside. Right. Oh, I said that twice this week. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing that. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I think one of the things that Allison was um, tapping into here, though, that's so important is, um, like, playing into uh, to, to knowing your genius and playing into your strengths. And so, like, what you want in so rocket, rocket Fuel by Gina Wickman talks about the uh, visionary integrator combo. Yeah. Right, so you've got the visionary whose job it is to hold the vision, uh, to set the vision, hold the vision, and then you've got the integrator who comes in and makes it all happen, basically. Yep. And yeah, that's like the founder and the CEO. Yeah, what you're and, talking and about, that's right? that's how this is shaping up right now. Cool. Who's the integrator? You are. Well, he's oh, the integrator. He's definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, manifester. Yeah. Well, he's day to day. That's how his mind works. Like, he's the type of guy that's like, all right, let's take care of this, blah, blah, blah. My deal is more well, like, I, just I mean, I know you're a visionary. Right, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't. But I'm surprised, I think, that you're the integrator. I mean, I am, but I'm also. I think we tag team the integration. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. You, see, you seem like you've got a lot of visionary qualities. He does. I, I do. It's just that I am also I also have a lot of confidence in, um, in, in being able to adapt no matter what the situation is. So that's where frustration lies in me sometimes because it's like, let's just do something because I'll figure it out. Like, if I need to fix that route, I can fix yeah, it. Yeah, because you heard him say earlier, it's like, we can make a mistake and come back. Yeah. I look at it and say, look, man, you can make a calculated risk because we've pivoted enough. Pivoting is different than going back. We've been lucky enough to where we've pivoted, right? Because when we get to that point where you're like, oh, crap, we can't go any more further. We have, shit, how much is it going to take to go back? How much? Okay, even it's like... You change the business cards, the email, and all these, just these little things add up. And you're like, okay, well, how do we make a new website? Don't change the domain. What and y'all were like, we do this. I was like, done. Awesome, because I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> so this, okay, we're always the integrators when it comes to technology. Yeah. If John's bringing up technology, he yeah. stays out of it. <laughs> but I'm the same way when but. I'm climbing. I was like, well, I'm just going to keep going. And then if I ever get to the point where it's like, damn, like this route is really difficult, I could probably – 
and and, and really dance. really dangerous. <laughs> uh, I can probably like come back down a little bit, take that other route that I also sell. But that's gonna take because you like the challenge an extra thirty minutes. So I rather like take this risk. Yeah. And then I'll just like you know work through it, just breathe through it. Because yeah. you like the challenges. That's yeah. how your mind works. Because you're almost like the answer is always there. So then I can always figure out the answer. That's the frustration. You yeah. get frustrated if you can't figure out the answer right away, which is okay because I'll look at it and say, well, that's fine. I didn't understand it right away. I'm going to walk away because I'm too cluttered. I can't. i got to walk away. And that's why we do board meetings. So we go and do stand-up paddle board meetings. Oh, my God. Lake. Board meetings. That's yeah. the board meeting. <laughs> because yeah. if we can't get our head right, we're like, well, we got to get out of our element. Yeah. So let's go out town lake and yeah. let's just – we don't even talk a business at first. We just kind of talk about, like, what we're feeling, the emotional intelligence. Yeah. like. Listen to the birds chirping and, like, feel the water. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool today, you know, and the sun you can feel on your skin. And you, what we actually kind of start off with, anytime we have a big success, which in business I think you have to celebrate your successes, no matter how small they are, because if you don't, no one else will. Um, we always start off with gratitude, and I think that's almost how I start off my day. I, I try to, even if I don't meditate by just breathing, I'm doing a gratitude list in my head, just even if I'm in the shower. And... We'll say, what are you thankful for? What are you grateful for to be in this moment? We, we recalibrate. I really like the term recalibrate to what the question was again. What's yeah. the question on the table? What's the mission at hand? We check in with ourselves. All right, well, how are we doing with this thing? And if we're kind of veering off, that's when you start taking inventory. You say, what do we need to get rid of? What dead weight do we need to cut? We've had to learn how to say no. Yeah. And as a visionary, it's very hard because I think what – Baldo is a visionary. because yeah, and, and, I, I and know, he is. Yeah. And Allison is too, and so are you. The idea well, is I'm definitely a visionary. The idea <laughs> but, is I, but I'm also 0% integrator. Like. Well, but, but there's a healthy mix of a good relationship, right? I think that's why we, we all work well because we kind of know our roles. But when you – when you kind of look at things going forward, it, that's it, a slender read. I've got two from Emerson. Go to our website for twenty percent off on all subscriptions. That was awesome. I love that, uh, and it's very delicious. Very delicious. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> I was probably going to get one here in a second too. Um, yeah. Anyway, the, the the cool thing is, as the visionary, you. You kind of talk to people, and you, you can kind of develop something, but if you don't have it written down, if you don't have it to where the team understands it, yep. then you're not going to go very far because Correct. once you go back to, like, recalibrating, it's like, all right, where's everyone at? Saying no to certain things like, look, everyone wants to work with us, right? Everyone wants to put their energy towards us, and that was part of the discussion we had yesterday. It's like, hey, people are gonna, a, lot, a lot of people want to be part of this, right? You set standards to what you say is, is really what is here. And Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead and finish your... <laughs> well, I was just going to say, and, and that's one of the things that I feel responsible for is writing down a mission statement. I do have it somewhere. Y'all write down the color schemes and all that stuff, too, in the, the brand manual. But I don't know if it has philosophy in there. It does. And that's the cool mm-hmm. thing is that I make sure it's like, okay, we make sure we have that stuff yeah. in there because whoever picks up that manual has to carry it on. So mm-hmm. what were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, the... This might be like a uh, no no shit statement, but like um, the visionary like needs to have some sort of concrete understanding of how things work in whatever they're doing. Like as much as they might not know how to do it, they need to at least be able to communicate enough with the team to know that a they're hiring the right people and not being swindled into people that think they know what they're doing and they don't. And B, that it's even effective when things happen, right? Like you just saying you communicating to us like, hey, I need these things done. It just made me think of. 
like you would call um, a good versus a bad movie director. A bad movie director tells an actor, be more sad. A good movie director says, think about your mom dying, you know? And so, like, that's the same thing, right? Like, if you come to me and you're like, hey, we need the social media to be better. I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. But if you come to me and say, like, hey, I've been noticing, like, the videos perform really well. And, like, these types of posts get a lot of engagement. Like, let's do more of that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now I know what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Like, being able to just communicate effectively, yeah. emotional intelligence, yeah. knowing each other's roles and how each other work. Yeah. You know, being able to just use the verbiage that actually causes the change that you want as the visionary. Yeah. It makes all the difference, too. It's the communication. It's just yeah. how you relate to someone. How do I get through to you what I'm wanting you to do? I don't care. You can take credit for it. You come up with the idea. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's just how do I get you to get the job done, yeah. right? And I don't care if it's done this way or that. I'm just saying to get it done, right? And Which is also, like, a really advanced leadership format, though, because I've had – Plenty of micromanagers who yeah. say, like, I don't care how you do it, just get it done. And then I do something, and they're like, well, you did it wrong. I'm like, well, I got the result that you asked me for. Why does it matter how I got there? And they'll yeah, well, let me take it, right? Like you said, it's on them. All right, so exactly. my mom is a kindergarten teacher for almost 40 years. My dad is a coach for almost 40 years. So I know educational platforms, right? I'm a product of the public school. My kids are, too. They're going to be, uh, if whatever's left of it in 18 years. And... I know that it's all about you have to relate the information to how you understand, how you can understand and comprehend it and then relay it to someone else. That's every time I speak to someone, it's almost like if they can take away this and almost reiterate it exactly verbatim, then that's a connection. That's neuroplasticity. That's something ingrained. Imagine the conversation I had with this 15-year-old yesterday. Yeah. And he wasn't saying stuff. I was like, you all right? Is this too much? He's like, no, I'm just like my – Mine's kind of just, you know, and I was like, that's cool because you don't get to see that that often. So imagine when you do happen, when you talk to someone every day and they're like, think about it this way. And you're like, whoa, I haven't. That's amazing. That's how I feel as a business owner. I don't feel like I know everything. I feel like the people who I work with know everything. Yeah. That's why they're there. Good. Right. Yeah. And so then I'm just like, I just got to sit back and be like, hey, guys, by the way, the color's red, not blue. Just FYI. <laughs> so pivoting this a little bit more, I think we're probably getting close to the end. But I'm like super curious when you're when you're being approached by someone that wants to work with you or your team, what are you looking for? Like, what is your favorite client to work with? Mm, such a good question. Um, yeah, uh, I like working with entrepreneurs who have teams uh, already in place. Uh, personally, this is so we have a we have let me caveat real quick. We we have a mastermind. Uh, programs we have membership programs that are group coaching programs we help people start their businesses things like that but personally as a like one-on-one for my clients what I like is uh, I like working with entrepreneurs who um, are at the level in their in in their companies where they definitely already have teams maybe it's not their first business um, and it could it could be their first business but um, but definitely uh, are their businesses oriented towards a greater mission as well so um, I mean, ultimately, uh, why I do what I do is to um, help create a world without violence. And the way that I see that happening is um, at this stage for myself is by being able to work with innovative entrepreneurs who are uh, who are you know mission driven or impact driven, and um, and helping them to you know grow their businesses. Um, yeah. So 
that's basically what I want. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And I wanted, I, I wanted to say something on, bless you. Um, bless you. <laughs> I wanted to say something. We, we don't have coronavirus. We're all sneezing over here, but we're allowed yeah. to, automatically we're allowed to punch Baldo in the face because he coughs. That's the new rule. <laughs> oh my God. And that's not what I wanted COVID. to say, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, got, I got Omar to start saying, COVID. <laughs> 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 okay, so that's not what I was trying to say. Go ahead, Emily. Go ahead, Emily. COVID and a punch in the face. That's yeah. right. I like, stop sneezing. Um, so, uh, per what Allison was saying about like CEOs needing to know something about the how, um, I actually, I actually think it, I think it's more important. Uh, yes, it's good when they know something about the how, um, and at the same time. It, with, well, specifically with a visionary, it, um, the focus needs to be on the what and the when and the who and the how will come, come to be, right? So like you were saying, you know, when, Allison, when you would execute a task and you would get the result, but then somebody would be like, well, you didn't, like, what, I don't like you your process. The, yeah, the yeah. how, right, yeah. like, was in question. Right. But the result was there, yeah. right? Then that's not, then their focus is, their focus then is actually on the how, and that's unproductive, right, right? when you're trying to relinquish to your team. Mm -hmm. And so having the focus actually be on what you want and when you want it by, like as a visionary, that's what you want to hold, the what and the when. And then let your team come in with the how and let your team be the who and, you know. I like that. Yeah, it definitely, I mean, that specific Mm -hmm. example for me at least taught me also how to be a better leader and to, you know, not worry as much either because I in my own stuff, I get very process oriented. Um, but I mean, it taught me how to charge better for my business. It taught me like I'm never charging hourly again, like all these yeah, different things. Cause you know, if there's a service that I can offer and it only takes me three hours, but it would take you three days, I'm going to charge you three days. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but that's, that's a whole different story. It was mostly just cause I, I have like assistance now too. And it's not like a, they're doing crazy shit or anything, but they are doing a lot for me. And, uh, you know, I have very specific ways where I used to do all those tasks for myself. But as soon as I hired them, I was like, I don't care how you do it. I don't care when you do it. Just you know, do just it. do it. Have it done by this yeah. day. And What's cool is it. when you can integrate that sort of um, release, release mm-hmm. with, with, um, with culture. So, like, I, you know, I have, I have a team and we, uh, we are, uh, I'll just say that, like, the other day at the end of a call, we were at the end of a meeting with my coaches um, who coach under me that we were literally in tears with gratitude for each other. Mm-hmm. Like we have a team culture that is, it's insane. Yeah. And so I have that element for sure of, um, I mean, they, they figured out like I, you know, they do what they need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also encompassed in like, we are on a mission together. Mm-hmm. We love each other. Yeah. No exaggeration. Like, we love each other. Yeah. We're like a, I mean, it's way more than just like, oh, we're like a family. No, 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 no. Like, this, I don't know what it is, but it's amazing. Yeah, no, Baldo and I end business calls with I love you all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all, we all say it, too, at the end of our, of our calls. It's, it's awesome. Um, and so, and so that, so it's, it's both, I guess, is what I want to say. It's um, because there's that, you know, there's leading from behind. There's um, creating, like, um the, like allowing your team to step up and empowering them and giving them a sense of ownership over things, that's all um, amazing and, and, and absolutely what to do. And if you can, if you can like mix into that um, the, the, the mission as an orientation and, and the connection 
between people, like uh, like the beginning of all of our of our weekly meetings. The first 10 minutes is a drop-in meditation. The second 10 minutes is a check-in of who they uh, what who they set for themselves because every every week we set who we're going to be. How do we want to hold each other this next week? Who do we want to be seen as? Who do we want the, the team to hold you as? And so we do a check-in on like how did that go last week? Were you that person? And, and who do you want to be this week? How do you want to show up this week? And so, um, you know, we start there, we, we do a little bit of catch up and then we go into like, okay, here's what's happening and, you know, do all the business catch up and stuff like that. So it's like create, you know, this is what I mean. It's like, yeah. if you could, I don't know. It's a very intentional it's culture. Very intentional yeah. mm-hmm. in addition to the leading yeah. from behind, right? I mean, that makes sense. Like yeah. my personal values, I very much value the fact that I can work from anywhere and I have time flexibility. So when I hired these two girls to work with me, it was very much like, I literally don't care if you want to do this at 3 a.m. The day before so cool. it's due. Yeah. Like, just do it whenever you want yeah, as long great. as it's here by this time. That's like, great. it's good, you know? So, like, I've – yeah, it. same thing, right? Yeah. Um, awesome. This has been so fun. This has been yeah. very good. Yeah. We really appreciate you being on. And yeah. where can everyone find you? On social, on website, like, if they want to contact you for whatever. Yeah, um, I would say join Visionary Entrepreneurs United, the group on Facebook. Um, we'll have that link in the description of the podcast. Awesome, yeah. And then my website is emilyrosecoaching.com. Um, and, and Instagram is Emily Rose Coaching. Everything's <laughs> Emily Rose Coaching. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Are you, you're based in Austin, too, right? I am based okay. in Austin, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Emily Rose 2020. <laughs> <laughs> right her <Yes>. in. <laughs> Thank, right you. Her. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. help This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com.